Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed feast. This is our patronal feast. The falling asleep of St. Anne, the grandmother of our Lord according to the flesh. This is a great joyous day for us as we have a very incredible, mighty intercessor for us here at St. Anne's through St. Anne, a saint who is venerated throughout the world, her relics kept, many of them on Manathos, throughout Italy, throughout the world, even here in Oak Ridge. When you were a child, well, I'm going to maybe throw back to something that children right now would have nothing uh, to relate to here. But I remember having to listen to the radio and wait for a certain song that I really liked that I heard. I'd have to make sure I had my tape for the place where I wanted it to be recorded, and I'd have to press two buttons to be able to record what was on the radio onto my tape. This is uh, nothing like what you are used to now. This is where you would make a mixtape, if you've ever heard of a mixtape. Uh, I'm sure there are many others who could say, well, Father, mixtape, that's pretty new compared to what I grew up on. But when I was younger, and I think this is a particular thing for youth, music was incredibly powerful. I listened to a ton of music. If I was sitting in my room, I made sure by the time I was a teenager that I had a radio, that I could turn it on, that I could record the songs that I want, and then I would burn the tapes out just for playing them over and over again. These are the songs... You might call them earworms, which I think is a weird, right? The, the particular songs where they, this melody gets stuck in your head, the lyrics, the particular bass line maybe, the drums, all these things that you kind of imbibe, maybe even incarnate a little bit, right? Like part of the reason why you like the music, or at least it was for me, it was something that I identified with. I wanted to almost embody the music that I listened to. That wasn't always good music. Maybe it was, you know, very good guitar playing or something. But the message of the song was something like an earworm. And it's hard for me not to think of this, right? Like something out of some kind of sci-fi movie or something, right? It like goes in your ear and then it goes down and gets into your heart and it just kind of stays there. There's certain songs you can still play to this day, right? You press play or you walk into... Because I'm now at the age where I walk into Walmart or something like that. And the music that they're playing is like the stuff that I heard when I was young. uh, Which you're probably like, some of you are like, okay, that's what I heard when my children were young. Uh, But it's almost like you've made it into adulthood once uh, easy listening is some kind of uh, things that you would never consider to be easy listening. And lo and behold, you're standing there in Walgreens and there it is. And you can sing every single word. You can remember, it takes you back. This morning in the gospel that is for St. Anne, 
Our Lord tells us to take heed how we hear. Because he tells us no one has a lamp, turns it on, and then covers it up. You have a lamp in order to brighten a room so that you can see. Because everything that is secret, everything that you think is not visible, will one day be visible. Take heed how you hear. For all of those earworms, those things that I heard from my youth, they got down into my heart. And it's almost like muscle memory. I can go right back to being 14, 15, hearing the song for the first time or playing it over and over on the tape deck, wanting to embody, wanting to go back to whatever that song meant to me or said to me, whatever that path exactly was. The story of Joachim and Anna is one in which they were told many things. Joachim and Anna struggled to have a child. They had everything that you could want because they were wealthy. In fact, they were wealthy, they were pious, they offered up what they had of their goods to the temple and to the poor. But they did not have a child. Joachim, well known in the temple, as he had married a daughter of a priest, went to take his sacrifice one day, and he had been, he was quite old at this point. And the high priest basically criticizes him and says, your sacrifice is not acceptable. Where are your children? Because if you can think back in Israel, the promise to Abraham is that Israel would have so many blessed, right? So many children that they would be number far above the sand of the sea, seashore. The stars would not outnumber those who had come from Israel. And so there was an understanding, as we can see throughout the Old Testament, that there was something that God had removed a blessing that something was not right. Abraham and Sarah, or Hannah, the mother of Samuel. You think of these stories and the same stories that Joachim and Anna had heard, but it's something completely different to experience it yourself, to be rebuked, rebuffed, criticized, scorned by the high priest as you're coming to give your sacrifice. Joachim leaves the temple. He goes into the desert and there he weeps, laments, and puts forward for himself, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast until God hears me. Anne also hears this. She knows Joachim has not returned home. She finds out, okay, now she herself retreats to their home. She retreats in tears, lamenting what had not been given to them. Now you can think of all of the words 
that they can remember. Joy came when he went out to the desert. He could have replayed over and over the earworm of the high priest telling him, you have not been blessed by God. Your sacrifice is unworthy. Get out of here. Anna could have thought of all those because of her sisters who had had children. She could think of them. She could get a different melody, a different tune in her head. These earworms that go to the heart, that lay all sorts of thoughts, that can be overwhelming for Joachim and Anna. Like the music from one's youth. Take heed how you hear. Joachim and Anna heard not the voice of the high priest. They heard the voice of God. And Anna and her praying to God puts before her Abraham and Sarah. She thinks of Hannah and the blessing of the children that they received, Isaac and Samuel. They took heed to how they heard. They could have allowed all of the negative thoughts, all of the things to overwhelm them. It could have brought division into their marriage. It could have strained everything. It might have they been blessed with a child, and now you have still the remnants of those songs that can come in waves for years and years later. You can tell in the other gospel reading this morning that many of the people had many foreign songs in their hearts because they see an incredible miracle. Two demon-possessed men freed. And yet when they come to meet Jesus, they don't embrace him. They don't want to hear what he has to say a completely different song from what they were used to. They want him to leave. They beg him to depart. Take heed how you hear. The end of the gospel for St. Anne has those who are listening to Jesus tell him, your mother, your brother, they're looking for you. They want to see you. And he tells them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Brothers and sisters, we become a part of the family of God, hearing the word of God. As St. Anne and St. Joachim and supremely the all-holy mother of God, the Theotokos, their child, who heard the word of God at the Annunciation of the Archangel Gabriel. So we have every day an opportunity to hear anew the word, the song that Jesus has for us, the song of heaven, the song of the angels, the song that Mary had on her lips, that we may become 
brothers and sisters of our Lord, hearing the word, taking it into our heart, and doing it. Taking that tape, hearing a new song, and recording over the old one. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.